Attention, all true believers. Marvel Comics is on the air. Out of the pages of the world's greatest comic magazine come the adventures of the Fantastic Four. It's mid-afternoon in New York City. Through the din of midday traffic is heard a strange explosion. A symbol takes shape in the city's sky, and a legend is born. Hello, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> or afternoon, or night, whichever time zone or time you're listening in. This is a bonus cast. This is the, uh, this is probably as close to a lost Moss types as we're going to get, because, uh... Pretty much. On this episode, we are going to be discussing the 1994 Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> Or as we like to call, Fantastic 1994. Yes, the movie that was never supposed to see the light of day, and which now can be found on um, YouTube. Yes, we, we told a little fib when we said it was truly, utterly lost. I mean, here's the thing, most if you're listening to this cast, you probably know that it can be found, literally, which is two blanks. It's not hard to find. Oh, yeah. And yeah, we'll post it. We'll post it on uh, a link to the version we watch on the blog. Yeah. It's not going to be good quality, but you know, for uh, its status as a lost film, it's about the quality that you'd expect, like, on an MST3K episode. It is. Film. <clears throat> the thing about it is, there probably isn't going to be better quality of this film, because... Never. No. A, it's never going to get officially released. That's not going to happen. No. Unless unless uh, somebody does what that one guy is doing to uh, Manos the Hands of Fate and trying to get restored and released on Blu-ray. In this case, there's way too many people with their uh, hands in the rights. True. Marvel would be perfectly happy to see this movie go away. Yeah, that's true. You do have that to contend with. You know, Marvel, they're very much focused right now on trying to get a reboot of the 2005 uh, variant off the ground, which actually just be unconnected to that, but this uh, this movie, it has a really fascinating backstory. Um, I should note, this is like one of the first bad movies that I was particularly aware of, because I remember when it was shelved, reading an article on it uh, hmm. back in 94, and I remember being fascinated by it. So, so you, you actually knew about it since it's, uh, since it's non-release. Yeah, I would probably say that I'm, I'd probably say that's how I found out about the Fantastic Four, period. Ha! What a way to discover it. Yeah, it's always kind of been in the back of my mind when I think about the characters. Before we get into the Lost Tapes, we really do need to go into the full backstory, because it really is pretty fascinating. Here's what I've cobbled together, and I'm gonna post a link to, um, the, uh, article that I used as a source for this, which is pretty definitive. There was a producer, uh, Bernd Eichinger, or however it's pronounced, I think that's it, is Eichinger, that's what I'm going to go with, held the rights to the material and was trying to get it sold to a major studio because he thought, well, this is unnatural. It's a family story. It's, you know, these are big, iconic characters. People knew the Fantastic Four. Um... It was a big special effects, heavy family property. This would be a natural for a film. And he was right, of course. Um, here's the problem. No studio wanted to touch it because of the expense involved. <laughs> because you gotta keep in mind, back in the 80s and 90s, to do this right would have cost a tremendous amount of money. Oh yeah, especially with 
like the the CG. That's about when the big CG boom started with Jurassic Park and the Flintstones, and uh, you know it started to become popular, but it was still very very young and very uh, inexperienced. And one quarter of your main cast has to be a walking special effect. Right. It was a challenge, and uh, so. As happens with your rights, he found himself in a position where he had to do something with them or he would lose them. And before I get into what happened, I want to point out that this happens with movie studios all the time. And you do see a lot of big budget movies getting made. Rarely will you see it officially acknowledged that that's what they are. But if you see a sequel to a movie and it comes conspicuously late after the last movie... They're probably about to lose the option on the rights. I'm reasonably certain that's what Punisher Warzone was. That could be. I think you're right. Which is a good example of proving that this is not always a bad thing. But, like, I would wager that Legend of Zorro was one. I know for a fact that the first movie was that, actually. Like, they got into a point where they had too much sunk in pre-production and had to make the movie. Because it, it would have cost them more to not make it than to make it. Wow. So... This is a common practice. Uh, that's almost certainly what happened with Amazing Spider-Man. That's yeah, yeah. History repeating itself. That's what's happening with the next Fantastic Four movie. So this is a common practice, just to be clear. But the guy found himself in a position where he had to have a movie, and he had to have one now to hold on to the rights. So he went to Roger Corman, knowing that he could, that Corman and his company could do it quickly and cheaply. A uh, script was commissioned extremely fast by um, a couple of writers that worked uh, with the company. I looked up their credits. Uh, not a lot of uh, stuff you would have heard of, uh, <clears throat> unless you're a fan of the Black Scorpion movies. Um, let's see. Um, they hired a director who had a lot of direct-to-video and TV experience. A cast was flung together fast. Um, the movie was very much slammed together quickly. Now, here's where it gets kind of interesting. From everything that I've read, everybody involved, <clears throat> when they were given this property, decided that it was their mission to do it justice. <clears throat> so, they went in and did research. That is an interesting twist. Pretty much everybody who worked on the film said, yeah, we sat down, we read the comics, we found out who the characters were. You know, we did our research. Uh, I know the director certainly did. Everybody on in the film really did seem to try. The uh, actors made real efforts. For the handling of uh, Ben Grimm slash The Thing, the uh, two actors playing the parts, the actor playing Ben Grimm and the actor underneath the uh, makeup for The Thing, Actually, I didn't know those two people. That's funny. Those two people, and they actually worked together to get the body movements down together, so that they would seem like the same guy. And the fact that you didn't notice that proves that yeah, they, I mean, they did a good job. That's cr that's cool. I thought that was too. Again, that was effort. So even though the film only had a one point four million budget, they really, you know, they worked most of the effects. Money, from what I can understand, went into uh, Ben Grimm. And uh, we're going to get into that in the after discussion. Um, I've got a yeah. lot of thoughts on the makeup on Ben Grimm. Um, I'm going to say right now, I'm a huge Thing partisan. I I mm -hmm. love the Thing. He's one of my favorite comics characters. Um, so, all, all this work was put into it. And the movie was... It was even discussed in the Marvel comics 
as being a thing that was going to happen. I've read a couple of letters pages where they referenced it. And then in 1994, something happened that the facts are still kind of vague. Fingers are still being pointed. I want to make it clear there are multiple stories about what happened on the shelving of the film. Stan Lee has apparently claimed that the film was never meant to be released. Um, I, I wouldn't trust Lee. Lee is not what I would call the most reliable of sources. No. I mean, if I was doing a history, an oral history on the early days of Marvel, I'd still find someone else to back up Lee's stories. Yeah. I, I love the man to death, but he's not particularly reliable. <laughs> what I, what seems to be the story, and this is the version that I think sounds most plausible, is that the producer that wound up working on a lot of the Marvel movies in the 90s, uh, Avia Rad, uh, came to Eichinger and said, hey, you know, we're going to go on ahead and we're going to get this movie to Fox, but let's make this, let's make this little one that you guys have got disappear because it's going to kind of be embarrassing for the big studio one. Hmm. So, that's what, uh, more or less happened. The film was put on the shelf. Indefinitely. Indefinitely. Um, never to come off the shelf. Um, it will not, uh, ever be officially released. As I said, there's too many rights issues. It's worth noting that everybody in the production was sickened by this. Yeah, I fucking bet. Everybody involved in the film has talked. They have talked loud and at length. They've done reunions at conventions. Uh, there's a forthcoming documentary on this, uh, Doomed, which we're going to post linked to the official site, and he got everybody, except for the people who shelved it, to talk. <laughs> Again, near as I can tell, it was a very positive production. Everybody seemed to get along, everybody seemed to have a great time with it, and everybody involved seems very happy with the movie that they made. But as I said, in 94, the film was shelved, the crew was sickened, there was a premiere planned. I mean, that's just how far along they were. Jesus. And I want to make one thing clear. The movie is finished. What we are about to do a Lost Tapes on is a finished movie. Mm-hmm. I mean... This 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 is a done film. But what happened happened. Um the film was put on the shelf and that was going to be the end of it. Until now. I have never been able to find out what happened with the bootlegs. I don't even think the guy that's doing the documentary knows how it got out. It did get out. It got out pretty quickly too. I don't think I don't think it was but maybe a year or so after the film went on the shelf that it did leak out. Really? I was going to ask when that happened. I I remember reading about people having seen bootlegs in, pretty much in the incipiency of the night. You know, as soon as the internet started, I was reading about bootlegs. Wow. So the, the film got out. The film got out fast. And as I said, it's on YouTube. You type in Fantastic Four 94, you've got links to some pretty damn good quality versions of it. As good as you'll get anyway. As good as you're going to get, because let's face it, you know, 94 direct-to-video level production values aren't going to look very good. This was never going to look like Jurassic Park, which, again, we did our episode on it, but I just want to state, again, that movie could have been made today, and I wouldn't have known the difference. This is very much direct-to-video, um, 90s production values. I should note, one of the reasons that this film has kind of come back into prominence is because of Arrested Development. Yeah. Having a subplot referencing... Sort of this movie, but they took so many liberties with it that it's more to the point to say that it was, that they acknowledged that there was a shelf Fantastic Four movie. In order to release this movie, they've got to sort out the rights with uh, Feinberg, 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 and Feinberg. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, I would. I, I want to stress: do not take the Arrested Development version as true, because no. none of the facts that you know. I it, I realize that's a comedy show, but the lady who played the Invisible Woman is not now a cokehead, as far as we know. Well, no. I, well, actually, we we do have the answer to that because um, again, I've read interviews with her recently. Um, no, no, she is not. No, she's not. <laughs> uh, in fact, most of the cast have actually worked pretty heavily since the film, in small mm, parts, good. but they have worked steadily. We'll get to that in the after show, but... So I suppose that now I guess want to crack up the tapes? Alright. Crank it up. Alright, let's do this. Alright. Holy shit! Roger Corman's name is on this. A sign of vanity. Mmm. Look at those computer galaxies. Mmm. Rebecca Stab! These credits feel familiar. Lock tie, space, song theme. They're super, man. <laughs> oh, special effects by Mr. Film. Oh, geez. Yeah, that gives me great hope. Can't spell film without ILM. Six thousand two hundred and eighty-two. For those of you who wanted in here just for the credit, that is the speed of light. In so this is a college class discussing speed of light. Yeah. Yeah, because you know science and shit. No wonder these guys are middle-aged. Thank you, Reed. You're welcome, sir. Show off. I didn't see you whipping that. A radioactive comet-like energy source traveling in 10-year orbits that tonight will be closest to Earth that it will ever come. So close, in fact, that it will pass through the heart of the Van Allen Belt. That is a bitching bone. Blah, 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 technobramble, blah, blah, space. Shouting! I am science! So bring your telescopes, bring your imaginations, and above all, have fun. You cannot keep adjusting the primary angles of that prison quadrant. Of course I can. I have to. Your calculations fail to consider. Look at Dr. Douche. Not here. Outside. Yeah, let's take the science to be outside. All I'm saying is if we don't take into consideration the possibility of a velocity variance, the result could be failure, Victor. We worked on this for four years, okay? So could we at least run a simulation? All right. We have time. In the shot on guys playing chess because college. Johnny! 
Ooh, look at the 6.6-bit game. <laughs> they got you. Yes, I'm running late. Uh, I just came back home to pick up some notes. Aren't you coming with us, Reed? No, Susan, listen, I'm sorry. I can't. I gotta get back to the lake. You're not gonna miss it, are you? You know what? Yeah, kids I love astrological phenomenons. Listen, I want you two kids to have a great time, will ya? He's dreamy. Oh, he's the ganchiest. He's also 40. Never thought we could pull it off. Got work to do. Look at those blinking lights. So science. Wow. One problem, Victor. I've been reviewing your notes, and it still seems to me that your calculations. Calculations are based on your figures. Yeah, I know. Bloop, 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 Science. Colossus is here! Sweet missile command. We're going to harness the energy of tomorrow. Yes, the future, my friend. Notice how they just wave lights over the crowd. Jurassic Park was in the same era as this movie. Yeah, these effects are 70s at best. Prisms are overheating! No! Victor, look out! Victor! Get out of here! Sweet, it's a laser whip! Yeah! Father, help me! Jesus, he even looks like Mark Hamill. Okay, so this space cosmic whatever the heck it is just came to Earth to dick with Victor? It's official. The universe hates Doom. And why not? Doom's a dick. <sighs> Baby, I guess I'll help. The burns were... Too severe. I'm very sorry. Today, on General Hospital. He was my lover. His Highness, we must save him. It's not already too late. Ignore how that guy looks just like Tim Curry in Congo. Not suspicious at all. Nope! We can rebuild him. We'll have the technology ten years later. Hey, what? That's quite a long time frame. Lots oh. of things could happen, movie. You want me to fly that hunk of junk, huh? That hunk of junk, eh? Ooh, future. No wood in this office. Yeah, because fuck trees. This is the future. We have neon we could use. Also, we killed all the trees. Jesus, everything in this lab looks like a sharper image catalog. Come on, Ben, it's state-of-the-art. Better touch control with telepathic override. Full voice activated computerization. Besides, it's very important to me. 
and you got yourself a pilot. I miss a storm. Johnny and Susan go to outer space with us. Wait, well, he's going to his here. former boarding house cohorts for a crew? <laughs> he's a moron! Ben, this is crazy. What do they know about astrophysics? Come on, they may not have Harmon diplomas, but they know more about this project than anyone else on Earth. Hey, Ben, all right. Get in there. <laughs> hey, you doc? Ready to go? We're ready. You're legal. Hell yeah. Oh my god. I just want to note, sadly, that this is pretty accurate to the origin story as it was written in uh, issue number one. Christ, the early comics were stupid. <laughs> Look at you. The Fantastic Four. Title drop. Trailer shot. We have received the shipping information you requested on the diamond, Your Highness. Perfect. Wait, wait, that was that was cool. Yeah, already he's shaping up to be a better doom than the recent movies. There it is. I can smell a diamond a hundred miles away. And it's then it jumps to the leprechaun? Wow. Yeah, this must take place just before Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun in Space. The real movie people look it up. Reed, what's going on? You. Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. I... Oh, all my work. I really am sorry. I know. I can sense it. Don't worry about it. Accidents happen. Oh, don't worry. It only took me six months to make. Oh, is that you? Hey! Don't you want your... I'm in love. Uh-huh, great first impression. She likes me, I can tell. Are you sure? Yeah, well. You, stay here. Follow the treasure. See which floor they get off. Seriously, this, this guy even has the accent. Put a buckle on the hat and boom, he's the leprechaun. Yeah, they probably couldn't afford Warwick Davis, though. He was busy, Leprechaun 2 was shooting at the time. Really? Yeah, so they probably really couldn't afford him. <laughs> well? Patience. We make no sudden moves. Wow, these guys are straight what from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes, yes, they definitely are. We would not are. want to do that, would we? Boss. Is it real? <laughs> Behold, me diamond glob! I made it myself. In no way was that molded from plastic. <laughs> Never. best friend, huh, Suze? <laughs> so is it for me? It's the answer to our problems. By placing the diamond in the center of the cosmic refractor, the heat is diffused, broken into small doses, which gives the prisms time to cool before receiving another blast. Victor and I shared a common dream. For ten years, I've carried the failure of that dream with me. I've carried... Victor's death. Okay, the way that Reed's describing Doom's death here, it's the we same way that I described Redding not buying the book. I'm with you, buddy. I don't know what it is about this guy, but 
I cannot wait for him to be set on fire. I just love laser noises. Hey, that blind girl statue looks just like me. Night thickens. I must go. I'll get back. Oh, the leprechaun has feelings. The most precious gift I can give him. We will be ready to move in one hour, Your Highness. Do not fail me. Is that understood? Yes, okay, seriously, Doom, the way they're handling him is he's hidden, he's got a deep voice, he's shown in shadow, he's really creepy here. As he should be. Dance, magic dance. The leprechaun is playing hopscotch with lasers. I just said that for a fantastic horror film. We have an intruder! Visual! Whoa! That mask! Yeah, it's really creepy and... I can't joke, it's really intimidating. Well, let us see what this bizarre little thief has in mind. The diamond has been replaced with a man-made replica. <laughs> Perfect! It seems our little friend has helped me more than I could have dreamed. <laughs> T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Start footage. Nine. Ignition sequence start. Shutting down, band retros. You got anything, Johnny? Right on time. Baron, 18 degrees west, 5 degrees north. Oh, God, this is awesome. Nice zero G. Putting on the turn signal and turning right. No, that's left. Hey, you guys, Colossus is closing awfully fast. I mean, this thing's really motoring. Don't have a lot of time, Susan. I'm all set. Engage. Camera jerking is such a great thing. Second and hit the inner circle, Johnny. I'm convinced. Gravitational field. Aye, aye, sir. Ben, no matter what, you keep her steady. That's exactly why you pay me the big bucks. Yeah, who said I was paying you? Susan, activate the antenna. Diamonds are fake. What does he know it's fake? Wow. Yeah. I had a feeling the leprechaun stole our diamonds and replaced them with plastic, but I thought it was a stupid notion, so I ignored it. Fires make anything epic. Taking out the trash! Goodbye, Dr. Richards. Oh, shit. End of movie. Damn. That was short. Johnny! I'm alive after exploding 
in space. Our aluminum suits protect us from re-entry. Reed, how are you, buddy? Over here. Oh my God. What's going on here? Damn it, he's alive. Guys! Oh man, guys! Oh jeez! Oh my god, to see you! Why isn't he on fire? Oh, it's unbelievable what a ride, huh? Oh, I can't believe it! We're here, huh? Not a scratch on us, and the ship is in a hundred pieces. Come on, doesn't that bother anybody just a little? And that's how the, the Human Torch's powers manifest. A sneeze. A still not on I want this guy on fire. I want him on fire. Before the end of the movie, at least. Yeah. Sis! What, where are you? What is wrong with you guys? It's like you've seen a ghost. Just... <laughs> ghost! Like, run, Scoob! I love Johnny's face. Like, he just saw Reed's shit. Um, wow. You know, for a low budget, that stretch effect wasn't bad. No, it was actually kind of a cool workaround. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it at least hides the cheapness somewhat. Kudos. We must have dropped telemetry. You're in a damn park. I can tell, you can right. tell. Yeah, if you look slightly to the left, oh, off right. camera, you can see kids waiting Stupid for filming to be done. Us, especially if they think we're dead. Just tell me what is happening to us. I don't know. But there's no need to panic. Panic? Panic? Read, read, my sister here disappears at the drop of a hat. You, you, you stretch like some human rubber band and I'm a walking blowtorch and you don't want us to panic? Oh, oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Sit down, Johnny. Why is he freaked out? He's awesome. What should we do? First thing we're gonna do is get some rest. I think some of us need it. Maybe we can think more clearly in the morning. Johnny, you think you can keep that fire of yours going a little while longer? We might need it, pal. Ah, uh, too bad I quit smoking. This would come in handy. Well, technically, I guess I do again now, huh? What do you mean, alive? Doom likes brains, slimming. He survived. No. It's not possible. Find him. Before anyone else does. Is that understood? Oh wait, notice that the subhead quits mid-head on that newspaper. It, like, only go goes across two or four columns. You would know. And wow, spinning papers are the best exposition. Yep, someone's getting fired. Who is it? Hi, Miss Masters, I got a package for ya. Nicholas Cage as Flash, Come the delivery man. I mean, seriously, getting back to them not being found. I know they're looking for them, but they're not trying very hard. Nope. Well, they did explode in space. But, you know, I guess Doom knows they're alive. Somehow. He's Doom. What is beauty? 
says my suffering soul. I'm actually liking you this guy. The leprechaun? Yeah, he's silly. My beautiful, beautiful people. He does fit remarkably well, I will admit. Are such things as dreams are made on? You will bring me my queen. A queen! A queen! This score is so very similar in song. Dance, sing, play, kneel before the room. I miss the 90s one-strap overall look. It's just a so neo-bohemian trust fan. <laughs> you can't be dead. <laughs> wow. Okay, this this has officially become surreal. Anyways. Like 60s Batman surreal. Oh, it's very campy, but in that very movies way. Yeah. Oh, very Schumacher, almost. Nah, I won't go that far. Please don't. I just saw a film cigarette burn just there. I did too. See, a movie doesn't come all on one big reel. It comes on a few. So someone has to be there to switch the projectors at the exact moment that one reel ends and the next one begins. If you look for it, you can see these little dots come into the upper right-hand corner of the screen. In the industry, we call them cigarette burns. This sure never played theaters, but I would like to point out to people that Pinata, Survival Island, did. That is a movie about a killer Pinata. Holy shit. It's not an asylum film? No, it's, uh, it's not. Wow. Dr. Reed Richards? Yes? We're here to escort you to debriefing. I have a jet waiting about two clicks from here. Hey. I'd just like to gather your... <laughs> hey, get, get, get down! Get down! Oh. Hey, what's going on? No, he's with my crew! Okay, that just happened. I... Uh... He just shows up, just bam, he's thingy. Nope, no transformation, just literally, hey guys, what's going on? What kind of a thing have I turned into? Good evening, Mr. Grimm. I'm Dr. Hoffman. You have been placed in isolation until we can determine the cause of your... Please clobber this doctor. ...condition. I'm going to need to take a blood sample, although I'm... Not quite sure how we're going to do that. <laughs> I have a lens on my head because I'm a doctor, damn it. Why don't you have a seat? So we can maybe work this out together. I've been making fires out of nothing, if that's what you mean. Yes. Do you think you could explain this to me? Maybe demonstrate how it works? I don't know. I just concentrate on a part of my body, like, uh, you know, like my hand, and I just lay them on. Oh, okay, that bit was funny, I admit. Wow. It was. I guess we figured out the magic words, huh, Doc? Miss Storm, you don't break things or 
explode into flames or anything like that now, do you? No. It, you know, Good. for a movie that was I, never meant to be seen, I, um, they put a ton of work into this. I, I know, I'm seeing such effort. Storm? Right? Doom is definitely kind of badass. Hell, they're doing a lot of things better than the oh. recent films. They have a consistent tone. Are you okay? Kier, take your own blood. Okay. These people are medical miracles. They hold the key to the greatest single breakthrough in scientific history. Colossus lives in them. Yes. And what if we took it all and put it into one man? There's no telling how powerful that man would become. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Hauptmann. They must be drained completely and absolutely. And I must pay a visit to the jeweler. Is that the leprechaun's name? The uh, jeweler? Yes, yes. Is, is he canon with the comics? No, he's not. I didn't think so. She is, of course. Ah, yes, the thing's girlfriend. Actually, it should be uh, clarified that the jeweler is one of the very few deviations from canon in this film. Hmm. Is that a blunderbuss? Indeed it is. Ah. A bad neighborhood to be wandering around in at night. You could get hurt. What do you want here? We are here to see the jeweler. I can't take it anymore. Look, we've got to get out of here, huh? I mean, it's no phones, no television, no nothing, huh? I mean, we're not patients here, we're prisoners. What do you think, Ben? Maybe. We should stay here a while longer until we find out what's wrong. Why don't they let me into the lab? Hmm? Why all this mystery? Okay, so we're 50 minutes Why? into a 90-minute movie, and so far, no heroics. Why don't they let us help ourselves? Uh, that's exactly. definitely a mark against it. Look, I say we go for it, huh? I mean, what have we got to lose? Johnny, come on. We're either all in this together... Or we don't move. What do you want me to do? That was his response, your highness. Should we go back and eliminate him? No. Stakes are too high. I'll handle this personally. Time to take another blood sample. Sleeves up. What am I supposed to do with these guys? Whoa, whoa, wait, what? And that happened. Yes! Yes, it did. Okay, that was nothing. Oh, okay, I'm making a gif of that for the blog. You people have to see this. Just to be clear what that was, that was a spinning camera depicting a fight scene. To the Fantastic Four Cave! Where was Lloyd Kaufman's credit on this?
Why does she need a disguise? She's invisible. Thank you. <laughs> nice hook, sis. I guess fighting with me as a kid finally paid off, huh? <laughs> this might just give us the answers we're looking for. What language is this? I have no idea. Computer language, of course. Bleep bleep. What do you got there, Johnny? Not sure, but... Hopefully it's a way out of here. Sorry, guy. Gotta run. They're in a dungeon. It's incredible. No, no, it's fantastic. Stick with the theme. Johnny, this looks like it incorporates some some kind of atomic splitter. It's brilliant. Thank you. Coming from you, Dr. Richard, that is quite a compliment. Who are you? Echo on this. Okay, so in this movie, uh, Doom is a uh, monarch damaged in a college accident. Where are we? Damn it! Okay, this movie got that right. 2005 didn't even come close. Wow. That's pretty bad. Come back and visit us sometime. What a vacation. Bring the kid. Uh, so what's Doom's plan exactly? Revenge. Okay, on, on the lightning that struck him, or... Reed Richards. Oh. That makes perfect sense. That's always, always been his overriding ambition. A road of you. After all the trouble, I want you to feel at home. And you're running off like naughty little children. I just can't allow that. Yeah, well, who asked you, you overgrown tin can? I'm in the giving vein today, Doctor. Return to your rooms and wait like good little children. Sorry I'm late. It's clobbering. Line! Boom! He said it. Check. Yeah! Play more! She sees her, not past her. Not fast enough! Flame on! So, my friend! Ah, shit. Hmm. I love the four white. Yeah, that was nice. And actually, you know, that wasn't a bad action sequence. That was pretty damn good. They had good usage of their powers. Yeah, that was fun. Kudos again, filmmakers. I mean, the action was actually coherent in that shot, and, uh, you know, again, you had some neat stuff done. Uh, especially like what they did with the Human Torch. Yeah, that was kind of nice. Although he still's not on fire. Not yet. 
I want to see that actor on fire. Not the character, that actor. Yes. He is annoying as shit. We all do. We all do. God, why am I always so shy around you? What did you say? Well, I, I just want to Susan, what did you just say about being shy? This is a problem that I have sometimes. When that's it. I'm, Susan, that's it. You've got a problem with being shy, right? So, you vanish, get it? <laughs> Johnny, you've always had a quick temper. Now, come on, ever since I've known you, right? You could call it fiery, so what happens? I catch fire. Exactly. And me, I've always had this problem. I just stretch myself thin all the time, trying to take care of everybody, trying to do everything at once. Too many things. And thing, you've always been dumb as a rock. Ben, you've always relied too much on brute strength when your intelligence would have sufficed. <sighs> Don't you see? Wait, this explanation for the powers, it's, it's good. It's actually smart. It's clever. It shows some thought was put into it. Oh, it is. I think Colossus has touched our psyche. How, again, how is this trumping the 2000s films? I do understand. Effort. That's all it is. Is effort. Holy Freud, Batman! I think you're right. Except that the three of us go back to normal. Our changes are only temporary. But I mean, why is Ben like that all the time? That I don't know. Yeah, and I don't care. Honestly, even the thing suit looks Mama great. Is. And they even put some effort into the animatronics for his face. I assume those are animatronics. If they're not, then damn. They were. And I gotta say, I, I just I love the look of the character. The same cannot be said for those costumes. Those costumes are showing the budget big time. Yeah, I guess on a million dollars, you have to have some confessions somewhere. I'm gonna get out of here. Johnny makes the weirdest dumbass faces Don't in this. He's really dreadful. I'm not looking for trouble. I'm not looking to give any, man. Look, you gotta move, all right? Get walking. What are you, man? What are you? Welcome, my friend. They don't understand like we understand. <coughs> you look so tired. Come with me. Uh, okay, I can see where the plot lines are colliding here. Okay, seeing that I'm noticing, there's no air in this film. The plot is genuinely moving fairly fast. Yeah, there's no padding. I'll take you home. I wonder if the cast and crew knew this wasn't going to be seen. Well, again, it's 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 a matter of debate, but definitely everybody involved thought it was going. That's that's kind of cold. It is. Ms. Masters had been working on a memorial statue. I have never felt like an outcast. And I don't feel beautiful here. Oh, you could keep me tied up here for the rest of my life, but I will never learn to be your queen. Never! What? We have a new member of the family. So, so, he's the most fascinating one I've ever seen. You will have to meet him. Let me introduce you to Ben. Oh, the pain you have endured, my beautiful brother. 
no more. Rest, my weary traveler. But how is it even possible that Doom knows about the diamond? Or about gathering Colossus, for that matter? Reed, you're the only one alive that even knows the details of this experiment. Victor is alive. Victor is alive. Oh, come on. We'll help scream. They don't have the rights. It's costly. Oh. <sighs> that scream has rights? Of course it does. You think because of stock and overuse. Also, you have to factor in that it, it didn't really do emerge in cinema until after the Star Wars Special Edition. Okay. <laughs> I'm adding one. Ah! Okay, what was that? <laughs> Bring me the one called the Juno. Protect the diamond. You touch it, and she dies. So? I mean it. Let her go. Ben, Ben. Ben? I said, let her go. Oh, yeah. By all means. It's clobbering time. Okay, why did the thing just transform back into a human cell? I, whoa, hey, what? Why? I will give them this, it kind of was set up to some degree. Yeah? I guess in both of the recent films he did too, so I guess I can't fault them, but this film is better somehow, so I don't know. Still. And just as quickly, he changes right back. So I guess he's like the Hulk in that way. Hello. Good to see me again. This is a little device I've been playing. I called it a camera. That laser you saw. It's finished now. Allow me to demonstrate its purpose. Low stock footage of nuclear testing. Well, that's just tasteless. Mm, just a bit. Where's Indy? For our wipe out, New York City. <laughs> Doom's hand acting is Shatner esque. I'll get the suits. You're not going anywhere without me. Ben! Alright! <laughs> It was my quest to bury Victor's memory that got us involved in this mess in the first place. He'll be waiting. But there's no need for all of you to be involved. No way. I'm going. I've got my reasons. I have my reasons, too. I love you, Reed. I love you, too. 
I gotta make sure nothing here happens to Sis. Please, can they Besides, just kill Johnny already? We are the fantastic. Oh, God. Set right. him on fucking fire already. Okay, the early 90s CG there was silly, but it was cute. Yeah, yeah, I can see Corman's influence in the good bits. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, ambitious guys, for the budget that he made. Yeah, it really is. Enough. Yeah, I love walking into a trap, don't you? I don't know, I've never done it before. Pitiful. Half the fun is the chase. You've robbed me of even that. At least you've left me the pleasure of the kill. That is, of course, after I've taken from you what I want. Colossus, right, Victor? Victor? A name from the past. You may call me Dr. Doom. Okay, the way he just declared himself Dr. Doom, it was so very Bond villain. And that's exactly how it should be. I had such a unbearable. Get him! He's monologuing! For turning me into this! Look at it! When I heard you were to face Colossus again, I knew it would be the fitting instrument of my revenge. Begin the transfer! Force field! This is so gloriously silly, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but that was actually This isn't so much funny as frankly what I hoped. Pretty damn good for the units. Yeah. I'm I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Can't stop it. No, but I can't. Blame on! Okay, finally! Finally he's on fire! Thank god. Now right in agony. Whoa, Boy Time Torch looks awesome. Yeah, that was actually a pretty quality effect. Nice job, Mr. Video, I underestimated you. Good show. Some parts are still laughably bad, though. I don't think we've formally met. I'm... Engram. I'm Alicia Masters. Nice to meet you. A rock fetish is a very specific kink. It's nice to meet you. It's not like you to run away from a challenge, Victor. Yes! You're right, Reed. 
considering all that has happened here tonight. I'll take what I can get. I'm going to enjoy killing you very much. That's for trying to kill me. That's for trying to kill my friends. And this, this is for being a real jerk. Disney Depp. Ah, yes. Help me. We were friends once. Hang on, Victor. <laughs> okay, this part is CGI, but it was in 2005, too. And actually better than the stretch CG in Silver Surfer. The stretch effects are subtle. betrayed me! Colossus was to be ours together. And now it stands between us. <laughs> Here's to the future, my friend. Okay, how the fuck? It's the classic stretching room limits, and it appears that the jeweler must have gotten away. Hey, come on, guys. Get some room, huh? You'll try not to get into any trouble until you get back. Have fun. Oh, oh, that noodle arm. Another gift for the blog. I did not have done that. No. Cool Harmony from Angel was uh, the young version of Sid. <laughs> really? Yep. So, this is, is this the best of the three films? I gotta say yes. Yeah, agreed. It's true to the spirit. Yeah, the look is even right. Chain, really. I see no reason this couldn't have been released. It'd have done great on Disney Channel in rotation. Yup. And with that, we close the tape. So, I... I think it's pretty clear that, yeah, we actually enjoyed it. Yeah. We even went back and forth, in before seeing it, whether or not we should release this as a lost tape, even though we did want to discuss it. And I think that doing it as a lost tape is appropriate because it gives you a chance to see our reactions to it as it played out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the movie does catch you by surprise. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of gives us a chance to... Get on to the discussion on the film, because I do have a lot to say about this film. Um, I think that the best place to start is to say that, why do I think this is better than the other two films? And it's not because I'm being a contrarian. It's not only because I'm being a contrarian. <laughs> I mean, those, those two films sucked. There's no two ways about it. That's a lot of it. I have a theory that because the script, I know the script was written, like, extremely fast. So I think that's why you have so much drawing from the early origin. The film very much draws from the first issue. Even though the jeweler is not actually a character from the comics, he's very clearly uh, a reference to the Mole Man, uh -huh. who is a uh, similar character, short guy, uh, 
disfigured, considers himself uh, apart from the uh, beautiful human world. Lives underground. Lives underground. So he's clearly supposed to be the Mole Man, but they didn't have the budget for him, and that would have been tremendously taxing effort, because the Mole Man's helpers are uh, all like Earth creatures, moloids. Yeah, that would be hard. Better to, better to dress them up as hobos. There is a lot of the early issues in this movie. A lot of the tone is taken from the early issues. Bringing in Alicia Masters, which the other movies did too, but they didn't really do much with her. So making her main character felt like, okay, they're drawing from that. Doom and Reed's rivalry being set up in college. Again, that's straight out of the early issues. Uh, Sue Storm being kind of a uh, an affront to feminism. That's straight out of the early issues too, sadly. Because, I mean, as I said, we're... I have a lot of nice things to say about this movie, but definitely there are some things I don't like. Yeah. So, I mean, really, this film feels like it drew a lot from those first few issues, which are pretty easy to get your hands on, I mean, they're omnipresent. But I noticed that this film really felt like, okay, they sat down and read them. Unfortunately, that means that also the incredibly stupid part about bringing the storms in, even though they have no scientific background, also got translated to the movie. <laughs> Oh, that was such a stupid moment. And also the age difference between uh, Reed and Sue. I was going to say, she's like 10 in that in that opening. She is. And she's she's all fawning over this guy. Like, I know he's probably supposed to be younger, but he's in college for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's, it's creepy and it's unsettling. Yeah. And that was how it was in the comics. Ew. As it is, continuity kind of tends to gloss over that and ignore it. Right. I would. And whenever they do a rebooted take on the origins, they're always the same age. Right. Because that's just creepy. It's creepy in the same way that Professor Xavier lusting after Jean Grey was. Yeah. Go back and read the early issues of the uh, X-Men. That's in there. Oh boy. Yeah, that 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 happened. That's something that definitely has not survived to uh, current day continuity. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the two thousand X Men film would have been as good if uh, Xavier was on that love triangle, though. No. So I mean, some of that stuff doesn't age well, and unfortunately, some of that stuff did make it into the film. But a lot of the things that I really like about the early Fantastic Four comics are in this film. Uh, it's kind of remarkable how much survived in the translation and it's because of that effort it's because of the fact that they actually took the time to try and get it right that i think that that's why i prefer this movie it has more charm to it too i mean that's my general synopsis of the film what are your how would you sum up your thoughts on the film surprising is the first word that comes to mind like the my introduction to this film was uh we were recording the uh the Arrested Development cast, coming soon, and um, they have references to it. And you mentioned that, yeah, this that's a, that was a real film. 20 years earlier, Debris Bardot had played Sue Storm in the low-budget version of the Fantastic Four, produced by Imagine Entertainment. When, during Imagine's Christmas party, a drunk lawyer reminded them they'd lose the rights if they didn't make the film in the next six days. I did not expect it to be good. I definitely did not. But yeah, just just watching it, like I think my reactions uh, during the tapes really kind of sum it up. Just it's surprising. 
I mean, it's not yeah. perfect. It's far from perfect, but it's for what it is. Uh, it does a very good job. From what I know of Roger Corman, yeah, that's pr- that's him. He has his fingerprints on it. Yeah, Corman speaks very highly of the film. He seems pretty pleased with it. Um, good. I think he should be. I know he was more of an advisor on the film than anything else, and it was his production company that made it uh, New Horizons, New Concord. Right. They, it does have a lot of the hallmarks. There's a lot of camera tricks used. There's a lot of, like, keeping Doom in the shadows, keeping him hidden. Yeah. Because if we saw that costume in full, it might look kind of silly. Yeah. I mean, God, that's better than... Here, have have a cure. You can go the rest of the movie unmasked and just be a dick. Without masks, that's all he is, a dick with powers. Whereas in this movie, he's actually intimidating and threatening. And mm-hmm. I want to give a lot of credit to that to uh, Joseph Culp, who plays the part. He really does a very good job. Yeah. Now, he's hard to hear in the movie, and uh, Culp himself has said he wanted another chance to re-record his lines. I have a theory that they probably, at the point in the... ADR is almost always one of the things that comes pretty late into filmmaking. Yeah. My theory is that they probably knew that the film wasn't going to be coming out when it came time to do that, and they just didn't. Or it's a low-budget film, and they didn't bother. Yeah. Which is probably more likely. That, or they ran out of budget. Yeah. Or a combination of the two. On, On a shoot this complicated and this troubled, it's either one's likely. But, yeah, yeah he, Doom's kind of hard to hear, but he does sound good. Um, you know, Culp has the voice, he has the presence, and the mask is really quite threatening. I mean, as as a fan of Doom, it's hard for me to gripe about how he's played here. And the early scenes in college, yeah, that's, that's Doom. Arrogant, self-absorbed, bastard Doom. He's dick. He is. I've also got to talk about The Thing, because I I mentioned that we were going to get into this more in this. The still photos that you'll see of the character online from this movie don't do it justice. No. No, they don't. I mean, he does look pretty good. Like, the lighting helps him out. The integrity of the costume helps him out. So, yeah, it does. But you'll still still think that uh, the motion isn't going to look good. No, it does. No, it does. Uh, part of that's because they did they uh, people that did it optic nerve do a lot of makeup and such for CSI. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, and they did do a really good job at getting a good animatronic costume in there. Hmm. So it was animatronic. Yeah, it was animatronic. With you know the brow. Uh, that's one improvement over the uh, 2005 movie is they gave the thing a brow. He should have a brow. He needs a brow. He needs it. There's also a lot of really neat texture on his mouth. His teeth and his gums have an interesting look to them. It's it's a good costume. And, again, credit due to the two actors who uh, played the part, because they really got it down. Uh, now, as a fan of the thing, again, I didn't have any trouble with him in the 2005 movie. No, he, he was right there, but I still thought, yeah, this, this is still pretty good here. Mm-hmm. So I think this would be kind of a toss-up on which one I prefer. Chicklist does bring a lot to the part. Yeah, probably would give the nod to Chicklist's version just because of how good of an actor he is, and because he did do a really great job. But, you know, again, I, I feel like the one here wasn't an embarrassment, so 
I really liked Alex Hyde-White as Reed Richards. I thought he did a really strong job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would even say I thought he was better than Ian Griffith as uh, the part. He acted like the Reed Richards that I know from the comics. And yes, that even means being an idiot in places. Good. At least he did. At least he was better than Griffith in uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah. The hair streaks, though. Yeah, the hair streaks were god awful. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Those do not look better in the movie than they do in the stills. <laughs> they look god awful. No, those look absolutely terrible. And the sad part is, those are the cheapest thing to get right. Yeah. I mean, exercise some subtlety. Yeah. Boy, Sue did not have anything to do in this movie. Um, no, unfortunately. Beyond, beyond she used her powers well. Like, I, yeah. I don't know the details of her powers beyond invisible and force field, but... Which, they couldn't really do much with force fields because they couldn't afford to. No. And because they were adapting the comics before she had that power. Oh. Well, there like, you go. She didn't really have it before then. And again, they're really sticking to first ten issues. I mean, there was nothing in this that was that far beyond the first ten issues. I was pleased to see that they did have a nod to the Baxter building with the uh, fours on it. <laughs> did see that quickly. I, I thought the actress did a fine job. She certainly looked way more like the uh, Jack Kirby uh, drawing than uh, Jessica Alba. Yeah. Again, there's not much to say about the character beyond that. Let's talk about Johnny, because I, I know that uh, you eagerly like to get your claws out and so would I. Uh, that guy was fucking annoying. I don't know. I don't know. Jay Underwood, who played the part, was just... Oh, he was terrible. Good Christ. I mean... Like, he's not the worst actor I have ever seen. I'm hard-pressed to come up with a list of names that are worse. But... He was just so cheesy pie. And very, um... His facial expression... He was, it was like he was trying too hard... Yes. To be silly. He's supposed to be comic relief in the comic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, see that... I think the actor was trying way too hard at that. He was. Like, he's always got these idiot facial expressions. Part of the problem is that he doesn't really have anything to do in the film. No, beyond that one thing. He doesn't have much dialogue. He doesn't have a lot to do. Uh, I mean, that's one thing that I will give the uh, 2000s movies is they got that right. Again, I've never had a complaint with how uh, they handled the character there, and Chris Evans, being a good actor, did a good job. Yeah. No, not not so much here. Uh, he's just he's just panicky and lippy and just annoying. He's annoying as hell. He's the scrappy do of the group here. <laughs> he's very much the scrappy do of the group. <laughs> Like, Jesus, would you shut the fuck up? Or at least cover your face. Cover your face. Just do it. Yeah. Just go sit in a corner. Right. The the, the, the fact that they only kept, they only showed him fully flamed on in that one scene mm. definitely marked the budget. Yeah, yeah. And that was a definite CG effect. Early CG. I would equate that more to... I don't know, it's a little better than the CG in Tron. Just by a little. But not much better. No. It's somewhere between... Uh, I don't even want to enter Jurassic Park into this comparison because it's nowhere close, but... I mean, as, as far as I'm concerned, Jurassic Park is still 
kind of a pinnacle of special effects in terms of plausibility. That's true. I mean, again, I think it's telling that you, I mean, you saw it on the IMAX and weren't sitting yeah. there griping about how ridiculous the effects were. No. Jurassic Park still looks 100% plausible. Mm-hmm. The dinosaurs still look like living, breathing creatures. Here, you can practically see the vectors. <laughs> yeah. Having said all that, though, it was a pretty cool effect for the budget. Well, I mean, there's a real charm to early special effects. Yeah, there is. And I think it's because you're trying something that you can't really quite do. Lawnmower Man. That's the reference yes. I'm looking for. This yes. was Lawnmower Man level special effect. And this was uh, the same time period, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was that kind of not even remotely plausible, but you're trying something that's more than what you can actually do. Yeah. And I like it when I see ambition exceeding ability. Yeah. I'd rather see somebody try something and fail at it than not try and still, still fail. fail. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's why we get so annoyed with CGI in current movies. Is because they don't try. Right. Uh, did you see a Doug Walker's editorial piece on it? Has CG gone too far? Yeah. It's it's worth a look. I disagree with the fact that he uses a lot of clips of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Um, the fight sequence in that, because I think that's a great example of where ambition was exceeding ability. And as a result, that sequence still looks amazing, even if it doesn't look photorealistic. Because it's like, at the very least, I'm still seeing something that's impressing me. I'd rather see something that doesn't quite look real. But yeah, I mean, that, that's at least a cool-looking shot. It doesn't look even remotely realistic, but it's cool. That said, the scene where the uh, camera just spins after the thing has supposedly clobbered all these doctors? Come on. That's out of the banana splits. Uh, yeah, that goes way too beyond the, uh, it's like, I suppose they were playing it up for comedic effect, but... Wasn't very funny. No, like, the, it would have been more effective if they just cut to a black screen, done some sound effects, and cut back. Mm -hmm. That would have been a cheaper, better solution. I would have loved, like, a bam, a bit, a pow on the screen. You know, do some <laughs> Batman 60s. Exactly. If you're gonna go Batman 60s, borrow that. This was just... It, it doesn't work, so we'll, we'll put an image up for people to see, but... Yeah. I don't know. I really do feel like, at the end of the day, this is a movie where they had genuine ambition. Uh, the Jeweler. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I, I jokingly refer to him as the Leprechaun, but he was kind of a fun character. He was saying some weird stuff. Yeah, uh, he was a nice villain. It was it was fun. I mean, yeah, that diamond was obviously ridiculously fake-looking. But... <laughs> Which makes the, uh, that diamond is fake! line all the funnier you can see where it, where they poured it out of the mold we're not exaggerating <laughs> you can tell you can see the scene it's Ugh. but you know i mean like that like that whole concept of the diamond and all that that is so very silver age comics yeah i mean man that's silver age i, I really am kind of impressed by how much they got of the silver age because it, it is kind of funny how much they borrowed from the silver age uh style and I, and I can't help but feel like partially that's the budget yeah the budget lends to a silver age style which is good because i don't think i would have wanted them to be lifting from the comics in the 90s it's best not to think about what happened to the comics in the 90s like all comic books the fantastic four went through a period in the 90s that it's just better that you don't think about <laughs> there's the time that reed richards got trapped in dr doom's costume and had to impersonate doom oh my god 
There's the time that uh, Sue Storm got taken over by a rage entity and uh, became a BDSM uh, vixen. Ha. Please Ew. don't ask me about that. Ew. Why? Yeah, the costume pretty much explains that. Lovely. There were multiple times where they got rid of a member, which they seem to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comics in that era were not very good. I'm glad they stuck with the, the classics. Yeah. As their inspiration. It, yeah, yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, as I said, th- this brings us, I think, in the bigger question, which is, should this movie have been buried? No. It deserves a release. It's not going to get one, but it does deserve one. It didn't deserve to go to theaters. Yeah. I don't know. I say that, but at the same time, I know a lot of movies. I'm a big, like, microfilm and, like, old newspaper archive aficionado. So I read about some of the movies that went to theaters. I will point out that Steel went to theaters. Yeah, I remember that. So, I don't think ultimately this probably deserved a major theatrical release. I don't know, I could even have seen it playing small markets, though. Yeah. You know, the Grindhouse circuit, I think it could have played on. I mean, look, American Ninja Steel Warrior got a theatrical release uh, at the end of Cannon's days. But I mentioned the Disney Channel. That's where I feel like this was born for. Yeah. Was the Disney Channel. It's definitely that kind of thing. It is. And it's the kind of movie that would have been very popular on that channel. In that era. Yeah, when they played uh, mostly movies. And uh, it was it was a premium channel. They actually did a lot of the Corman family movies that air there. Yeah. This was not a big budget release. But like on HBO, I could have seen this playing on HBO all the time. Back in that day, when HBO was that kind of channel. Yeah. Yeah, HBO is not the same channel it used to be. For that, my advice is just listen to any random Lost in the Static or Radio Drone episode where you can hear uh, that being discussed at all times. <laughs> just to give a shout-out to two casts I really love. Listen to every episode of those. But, I mean, that's just it. This was... I don't feel like it was theatrical, Bray. But, I mean, again, you could I could have seen this playing on HBO. And even finding a following on HBO. I mean, for God's sake, Cole too found a following. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can I can see this movie. Having I mean, now saying this, you know, uh, Marvel is owned by Disney now, and Disney holds on to the rights like a motherfucker. Fox has it now, right? Yeah, they're they're probably not gonna give it up anytime soon. But maybe, yep. maybe like a hundred years down the line, maybe it'll see some sort of release. Maybe. If it's not completely lost in the fray. It won't be. As long as there's YouTube. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as there's YouTube or and or something similar. Yeah, it'll it'll get passed around. But yeah. I mean hopefully somebody is keeping the master print, nobody's burned it yet. I know that master prints exist, uh Stanley openly owns one. Ah, okay, good. I feel like if the end result is that this one only survives on YouTube, that's okay. Yeah. That's that's probably about right. It's there for all to see. I mean, it's it's not a lost classic. It's not something that people are going to choose to get into filmmaking because of. It's just a fun, goofy little movie that deserves better than it got. Yeah, that's pretty much the sum of it. I'm glad that it's finding a new appreciation, though. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people who speak very highly of it. There is a there is a definite fan base online, and as I said, the cast has been very open about continuing to support it. Mm-hmm. They continue to be very pleased with it. Again, they're all in the documentary, which is coming out 
I believe early next year. Um, I'm gonna try and find some way to see it. Uh, hopefully yeah. there'll be a digital download or something available because I would like to see it. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Doomed is the name of it. I do recommend people read up on the story behind this film because it is entertaining. It is insane, but a lot of people worked very hard, and I should note that there is kind of a fun little bit of trivia. Michael Bailey Smith, who played Ben Grimm in this movie, was on Charmed, and he played a demon whose human form was that of a uh, lawyer played by Julian McMahon, Doom from the uh, 2005 movie. There's a tie! There is a tie. There is a fun little tie there. Holy shit. Nice. Yeah. And I know this not from watching Charmed, but because I watched the history of it. No, there's no way how I'd ever watch that show. No. But, again, I, this one's, we're, we're providing a link to it, and at the end of the day, yeah, I do recommend you sit down and watch it. Yeah. I, I think it's a neat, fun little film, and that's, that's really about all I've got to say. Yeah, me too. Let's see, what's next on tap? We got some fun planned. Mm-hmm. Gonna do a few more topical casts in the coming year. Yeah. We've done... I don't think we've actually done a topic. Well, kind of, sort of. We've been we've been more like individual and group film specific. Which was the original mission statement of the cast, after all. So. Yeah, yeah, it was. We're gonna broaden out a bit. Yeah, we're gonna we're expanding our horizons. So, but damn, yeah, it's coming up on a year. That's that's cool. Yeah. Hey. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Next on uh, the film room. We have another Lost Tapes, another one in a row. So there you go. Yeah. And it's also kind of a follow-up to the very first cast. And God, that one was fun. Yes, it was. It's 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 going to be a good listen. Yes. But yeah, that's what's next. You can email us at filmroompodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thefilmroom. Like us there. We post... Uh, updates on the cast we post reviews of films we've seen like just little mini reviews uh we post upcoming news on films we're interested in and uh if you're if you have tastes similar to ours you'll be interested in too yeah and we, we also post some of that on the twitter page you can find us on twitter at at film room cast our individual Twitters, I am at Primitive Man PRD. Austin is at Untitled User. If you're coming at us from iTunes, you can find us on the blog at thefilmroom.podbean.com. The, with the blog, uh, with every post, we post supplemental material. Like for this one, you'll find GIFs from the film, just because you have to see to believe. Um, you'll find the actual movie and some other supplemental material. Like, uh, I think you actually found a site that details some of the history for it. That's our deal. Yep. So. Thanks for listening to this month. Yeah. Well, that was fun. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. I'm Austin Shin. I'm Albert Wiltspong. And until then. Bye, everybody.
I mean, it's no phones, no television, no nothing, huh? I mean, we're not patients here, we're prisoners. Please, can they just kill Johnny already? Just, ugh. God. Set him on fucking fire already.